From Tuscany to the terroir of Oregon, this is Vintage with the voice of wine, Brian Bushlack. And we're back on the wine trails of Oregon in this episode. But this time, instead of the Willamette Valley, we'll take you east of Portland down the breathtaking Columbia River Gorge National Scenic Area to a wine region I believe is the hidden gem in American wine. Maybe not so hidden after we release this episode. Nobody better to share this with us than Rob Bell at Cathedral Ridge Winery in Hood River, Oregon. It's been a few years now since our last visit, and in that time, Cathedral Ridge its neighboring wineries, and this dual-state American viticultural area have all grown. And for Rob, it all started with a connection in California. Well, years ago, I did some consulting work for Sam Sebastiani at the main Sebastiani Vineyard before he started Beyonce. I kept working with him there and worked with other people in the wine business on the business side. So I lived in Hood River, and a gentleman named Don Flerchinger had started a small Alsatian winery right at the end of my driveway. Had been there for 15 years, made excellent wines on a very small scale. And to make a long story short, I asked Michael Sebastiani if he would make wine for me and teach me how to do some of it. And he said he would. So with a few friends, I bought the Flerchinger Winery in 2004, and uh, we've been at it ever since. Uh, from the start, uh, I can say with a straight face that the only thing I really knew at the time, and Michael and others that I brought in helped me be sure, was that there were fantastic grapes in many varieties within 60 to 90 minutes from this winery and most of it less than 30 minutes away. So we've spent the last 15 years trying to catch up with these grapes and uh, it'll take another 15 years to really begin to do them right, but we think we're getting there. For our listeners who aren't familiar with that region, give us a description, kind of give us a tour if you would, because it's amazingly diverse how many different varietals you have there well you know three hours from the greater seattle area uh you get to the columbia river gorge and when you get to uh the west hood river exit across the river is 58 inches of rain a year and there are fabulous pinot noirs and chardonnay burgundian varieties on that feature called underwood mountain 16 miles further east as the crow flies is 12 inches of rain a year. And another 10 miles east of that is eight. So we go from rainforest to desert in less than 40 miles here. And that combined with the incredible infinite array of volcanic soils and microclimates in the gorge and on the hills on either side of it, let us grow virtually every grape known to humans. So this is, as I said, the Hood River, sort of the cold weather Burgundian area. Then we move into Mosier and the Dalles, which Cabs, Merlots, Zins. Move further east, you San Giovese, Barberas. So very blessed to have this close at hand. 
and importantly, uh, we average about four hours from pick to yeasted and crushed in the bin. We don't crush any grapes that are longer off the vine than about six hours. That's remarkable. Now, you've been at this with Cathedral Ridge for almost 15 years now, right? So, But in the industry and in and around the industry before that, talk about the growth that you've seen in the gorge. And do you feel like people in general are finally beginning to recognize it for what it, how special it is? Well, just, you know, the very beginnings. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but when I bought it, there were three wineries within 30 miles of Wood River. Now there are close to 45. Fully 30 of them are very commercially viable. Uh, again, this incredible array of, of uh, grape varietals that we have. And importantly, the region has an incredible array of traveling publics, if you will. So uh, interesting statistic is that four out of five people coming through the door here in the June through October timeframe don't live in the Northwest. They don't live in Oregon, Washington, Montana, Idaho, or D.C. That dips to about three out of four in the wintertime, but uh, that's not a tribute to our marketing. It's a tribute to the many activities from car camping to skiing, fishing, hunting, hiking, kiteboarding. Uh, you know the drill, but if you can name it, you can find a way to do it here. Yeah, it's a great point. You do have people from all over the world. When I think of Hood River, of course, uh, growing up in Oregon, I think of a lot of things. Agriculture in that area it has been huge for over a century. But you talk about uh, these tourist activities and how important has that been in helping you and other wineries to get the word out uh, to other points beyond Oregon? Oh, uh, good point. Uh it's huge. Uh, referrals are uh, approximately a third of the people entering the room. So it's a word of mouth business. Uh, we're hunter gatherers. This is a discovery process. We share, you know, in, an, in a time when people are not particularly sharing, perhaps uh, in, in the restaurants and in the wineries, you still find people enjoying, you know, conversing and sharing opinions about wine and food without fear of censure so it's a key dynamic and uh we go so far as to offer our wine club members the opportunity for a free barrel tasting which is usually a 80 dollar item for eight of their friends because I, I kept thinking how can i get your friends to come without being tacky and commercial you bring your friends for a free barrel tasting no one's going to complain about that and we get to meet new people, and uh, that's good for us and good for them. That's a great point. Now, I want to learn more about why you did what you did, because I know, you know, you have a premier property, and you are one of the biggest and widely regarded best wineries in your region. Why did you decide to invest as much as you you have and you do in this winery because i know a lot of the wineries say hey we're going to stay small we're going to be you know this family winery but you decided to go big why did you do that 
Well, I'm not so sure we're that big, but uh, it's almost impossible to uh, not lose a lot of money on a very small undertaking. I mean, if you're under a couple of thousand cases, I mean, it's not going to ruin you, but you're not going to make any money. Yeah. You just can't have enough inventory. We're unique. We have no distributors. We sell all our wine through our wine club and our tasting room here in Hood River and Dundee uh, down the Willamette Valley. Uh, we think it's really important to show people that the wines can age well. So we've developed a library program here. So every day in our wine bar, you can taste a 10 year or older wine on our label. Every day we have a Pinot Noir and we have one other big red available. So people can really see what the wine they're buying today might taste like in eight or 10 years. And we are very consistent with vineyards, so we can show you the hillside vineyard from 2016 Cab and the 2015 Cab Reserve. And today we have a 2007 hillside Cab uh, available for library tasting. So wine cellar really well here. We have very substantial total acidity uh, relative to most other winemaking regions. So it gives us a little bit of a running head start. But again, the quality of the grapes here is what really beckoned to me. Because again, I'd seen high quality grapes in California. You know, I'm not an expert, but I kind of knew what they looked like. And there they were. And they have their own unique characteristics. And again, our ability to get them in really fast from the field uh, is a key factor in making really good wine. Rob, you touched on vineyards just a moment ago. I want to uh, park on that for a little bit because uh, tell us the maybe the breakdown of what's in your vineyards on the estate there and what fruit you're sourcing from other vineyards. You mentioned this 40-mile uh, stretch through the gorge where you have pretty much any varietal you can choose from. What are you growing and what are you sourcing from other vineyards? Well, what's grown here is Riesling and a little bit of Pinot Noir are suited to our our location here, a just a tiny taste of Pinot Gris. We only have five acres here. We're now using order of magnitude 100 acres of fruit. We get fruit predominantly from the Hood River, and Dalles, and Horsehaven, who goes far east as Horsehaven Hills. We get Fruit from the Hatrick Farms Vineyard in the southeast corner of the Yakima Valley. That's about a 90-minute ride. So that's sort of the extent of it. We have several vineyards that we take their entire output, so they qualify as the state vineyards. So I'd say about 40% of what we get now, we're taking all of it. We're just privileged to be in these vineyards because in an industry full of megalomaniacs, it's 90% the grapes. And, uh, you know, we're lucky to take 10% of credit for winemaking. <laughs> well, well, tell us then, next question being, how do you how have you decided over the years which varietals to focus on? And, and talk about the growth there, because if you've got, you know, the Pinot on property and, and you obviously expanded into other uh, vineyards and, and purchasing other fruit, uh, tell us what drove those decisions as you've built the winery and expanded over the last uh, 10, 15 years. Well, at the end of the day, I'm a consumerist. And uh, from the start, I did not want to just play one one octave on the piano. 
And as we learned the vineyards and, and systematically tried each different variety with, and I remember we got a fourth generation winemaker who was gifted, Michael Sebastiani, and I like it a lot. So we've systematically worked through the varietals and when we find one we like, we, we take it. And we run, uh, we have 27 wines on the bar today. I think uh, 11 of them are single vineyard bottlings. We have a nice uh, array of blends uh, blended for the alpha female who buys 70% of wine. So we have fun with it, but we can offer people opportunities to taste things that aren't often seen. And our whole game is we're going to have something here that you're going to like. So we go from shards, Riesling, Cabs, and Raws, Zins, a complete suite of Bordeaux with Petit Bordeaux, Cobb Franc, some Rhones, nice Syrahs, and uh, we delight in uh, offering the customer a, a very broad range of wines to taste. We are open on demand, by the way. You won't ever hear someone tell you it's not open today here. It's open every day here if you want to taste it. That's a good policy, especially when you have the alpha females that you're targeting. I haven't heard that. <laughs> I haven't heard that reference. That's uh, that's great. Obviously, you've done your homework. Well, they, they you know they they're they're guiding the light here, and it's a fact. They buy seventy percent of the wine. They specify half of the rest. You're not going out with me if you're drinking Jägermeister. So <laughs> I'm old enough to say, God help us, but this is the way of the world. And be clear, you'll never see your fellow Americans on better better behavior than in, in a nice winery. Okay, they're convivial, they're sharing, they're enjoying a pleasant thing. You know, if you've got troubles on a wine tasting day, then you really better find a shrink, huh? <laughs> there is no doubt about that. Now, you mentioned off the top some big things that have happened here at Cathedral Ridge. Tell us about what's going on. Since we last talked, we've had a build a 6,000-square-foot operations facility, and we're over 1,000 barrels now. We've uh, enhanced uh, visual aids in our, in our tasting rooms. So we have screens with drone footage of our vineyards, which most people find very fascinating. They're really fun. Uh, we continue to work on uh, building a world-class wine club. And uh, now we're somewhere north of 1,200 members, and and uh, they're our heart and soul, as they would be at any winery. We continue to, to work hard to attract people from Seattle, the King County area. And while I'm there, and we'll go over this once more, but anybody that comes here and shows us a King County driver's license is going to get their second bottle of non-reserve wine for half price. So we want to see these King County people down here. And we're easy to find. Just take a, just come up I-84 and look for the billboards. And we are the first Hood River exit. Yeah, it is easy to find Cathedral Ridge and the Gorge and uh, with the huge presence that you have there. And obviously referral and word of mouth and no distributor. Uh, you've invested heavily in building that following that is not only local, but you talk Portland market, you talk about the Seattle market. Uh, these are obviously uh, key markets for you and your winery. Oh, absolutely. Half of our wine club's members are in Oregon and Washington. 
we spend a lot of time and and have uh, you know nice brunches and Christmas parties and such for them. It's all about them. It's not about the winemaker. And we, we you know we have a very nice picnic area. This is from now right on through October, well into November. Our grounds are beautiful. They can be seen on the website. Another couple of weeks, we'll have our webcams up, so they'll be able to take a live look at the weather on Mount Adams and here, and a look down the lawn. And that's uh, half the, the many days of the year. It's kind of crummy in Portland. It's pretty nice out here, so we want people to be able to know exactly when those days are. We overcrew. We we try hard not to have people waiting in line here, and we don't often see that. As I said, we've got uh, very nice grounds. They can get a glass or a bottle or bring their own picnic as they wish. And uh, we're dog friendly. We've got a, a nice dog place. And uh, we try hard to uh, keep the grounds impeccable. So if anyone sees anything they don't like, all they have to do is call me. That's easy to remember. Now, we've talked about everything so far except the wine, so I want to take you into our tasting room segment. And we have four wines uh, to taste and talk about today. And uh, why don't we start with your Pinot Noir, that 2015 Dampierre Pinot Noir, since it's a Pinot Noir and it's what you, I guess, started with on property. Why don't you tell us about this wine? This comes from Underwood Mountain, which can, is directly across the river from here in the, in the state of Washington. Remember, we're the only bi-state viticultural area in the country. So the Columbia Gorge AVA takes in parts of Oregon and Washington. This is run by Paul and Pierre Huber, who, like many other vineyards, want to be the best. It's beautiful fruit. It has amazing nose of cherries. It has a a very substantive mouthfeel. I have great respect for the very ethereal, tawny pinots of the valley. But this is a little more Van de Pay, a little more, you know, left bank, good mouthfeel, good weight to it, great color, beautiful nose. So it's a, a very strong seller, and most Pinot Noir people like it a lot. Yeah, I want to ask you about that, too, because it is a different style of Oregon Pinot. So if you are used to, say, as you mentioned, Willamette Valley Pinot Noir, this is different, isn't it? And I like it. We present that as our cool weather Pinot. And then we also have a warm weather Pinot Noir on the bar from the Bolton Vineyard over in the Dalles. And, and that's more like unto the Willamette Valley product. So we, you know, we're, we're very careful. You know, we never teach here. We just, you know, show an example, if you will. So whenever we can, we'll have, a, we have two Cabernets, a, a, if you will, what we're characterizing as a traditional Cabernet, and then one that's a, a little more uh, full-bodied, if you will, okay? Mm-hmm. So here again, you know, you'll see people have made some like them both, some radical opinions. So we delight in that. Whenever I have the chance to show both sides of the coin, we do it. And uh, it's remarkable to... One thing Americans have not lost is the capacity to taste. It's it's remarkable to me every day. People who never tasted wine before have very good instincts. And, uh, you know, trust your instincts. You like it, you buy it. You don't like it, why should you buy it? And uh, at the end of the day, we're blessed to have so many varieties here. And because we have multiple vineyards in each program, 
We're minimalists here. We don't use chemicals. We use a tiny bit of 6% SO2 to save the wines. To not do that, I believe, is irresponsible. But we're talking minimal amounts here. We put yeast in the bin. We don't put anything else in these wines, period. We don't do Fermade. We don't do all this bewildering array of additives. No. And we can do this because we have three or more vineyards for each core program. So we'll pick, if in a perfect world, one early, one middle, one late, if you will, and we can balance our products, acidity, uh, and create the effects we want by blending these vineyards. As I told you earlier, uh, we've got about 10 single vineyard varieties now, and we're going to you know, stay very consistent to that program. Consumers like to try new things, but they don't like older things they like suddenly changed on them. So we're very consistent here. Yeah, we can appreciate that. And uh, I love what you said about, in wine terms, being approachable, right? Letting people taste and encouraging them to like what they like and not telling them what they should like, which is what <laughs> a lot of people do in the wine industry. So tell us about the uh, the 2015 Rusty Red RSV. Uh, Rusty was uh, my first pointing lab uh, hunting dog. He lived to be 17 years old. And uh, we made this bottling originally to commemorate him. And uh, But it was built for beef, game. It can stand up to any food. It's a very nice blend. You'll Most of you would pick out the Syrah in it. Creates a nice pepper, good body. So it's uh, one of our best-selling blends. And uh, here again, you know, we, to the limit of our ability, keep it the same year over year. If we can make it just a little bit better, we'll do that. But we're not going to, you know, suddenly jump off the rails and present a completely different product. That's good to hear. Next up is the Daughters Reserve. What's the story behind this wine? Well, after I fielded the second dog label, because there's also a, a, a wine called Rets. It's my current dog. My daughter, Morgan, who's not particularly vainglorious, finally said, uh, Dad, what do you think? So with that uh, minor prodding, I set myself to work. And I'm big on concept wines. If you think of, you know, you, you got to have good wine, but you need a, a story with it. And if you think for a moment, the largest selling wine in America is called Prisoner. Think about that for a minute. Yeah. I love my daughter. Most dads do. Moms love their daughters. So we've set to put a, so it's sort of a, my own take on a GSM. So it's, uh, it's not true to that. We've got some Malbec in there. And it's uh, the, one of the three fastest selling wines in the room. It's uh, great, great mouth weight. It's layered, terrific nose. And moms love to buy it for their daughter and dads too. So it's sort of a commemorative bottle, but it stands on its own two feet as a, just a terrific wine. It won a gold medal at the San Francisco Chronicle show, won several gold medals. So it's, uh, if you care about judging, this one's had a whole lot of a whole lot of recognition. And Robin, keeping the show approachable, GSM Grenache Syrah Mouvedre, and I want to ask you about uh, the first two there, Grenache and Syrah. Uh, these two varietals, uh, 
I love, and then you put them together with Muvedra. Are you seeing more and more people turn to this as one of their go-to wines? Oh, absolutely. And again, we 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 also well, there's a Malbec component in ours. Yes, this is a blends are the, by a factor of two the fastest growing category in the wine business. Okay, as I think we have a more experimental wine public now, and uh, they've learned to like blends rather than you know. If you're my age, you know, blends you were a scansa 40 years ago because you thought that's just what they, how they used up what was left in the cellar. Yeah. Uh, but now it's quite, quite different. You know, we, we, we make the blends first and single varietals come off the backside of that. So these are very well received and our customers like them because they're unique to us. And I like them because they're unique to us. And that's a key point, you know. A lot of younger people, especially, you know, this, the world's, there's a lot of commonplace products out there. And the new words that are really important are scarce, rare, and authentic. And, you know, they can smell it, and they like it, and they want it. So uh, we're talking small bottlings here still, 400 to 600 cases, a few 800s, uh, you know, a lot of 200 reserves. So these are still scarce wines. And uh, we're going to keep it that way. I like that. Last and certainly not least, uh, this 2015 cab, how would you describe it? Well, the 15, uh, for years, I fatuously declaimed that I'd never have new wood in my winery. So I now apologize for that. (laughs) What I didn't know then was as you get better vineyards, you're going to get more tannins. And as we learned to pick earlier to get better flavors and lower alcohol, well, you're, you're getting more acidity. And so at a certain point, only a fraction, and I say again, a fraction of new oak can really get that wine to be as smooth and pleasant as we want it to be. So the 2015 wine represents our first significant application of new new oak new french oak and so you're looking there at about a 20 percent fraction we watch this like a hawk if you can tell wood then i'm going to just turn red in the face and want to open a vein okay so (laughs) we're using it to help the wine not command the wine so we think that the flavor of this has been very well received we're not using residual sugar here. These grapes just taste like this. This is the Hillside Vineyard, and we think it's a, an excellent Cabernet product. Oh, it sure is. That's Rob Bell, founder and owner of Cathedral Ridge Winery in Hood River, Oregon. And Rob referred to that event in Seattle this summer. It's called Tasting Flight on July 26th at the Woodland Park Zoo. Tickets start at $38. And Rob and his team also inviting you to join them at their winery in Hood River or their tasting room in Dundee. You can visit cathedralridgewinery.com to learn more. Thank you for downloading Vintage, hosted by the voice of wine, Brian Bushlack. Vintage is a presentation of Feedback Media. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.